The Dating Buffet, Episode 14, Return of the Vegas. Hungry for a podcast? We're serving up all-you-can-listen episodes for only $19.95. Today's special is the Dr. Vegas' Linguini and Clams. Remember, one plate per person, and anything you leave on your plate, you're paying for it. Step up to the chafing tray. You're listening to The Dating Buffet. Welcome to the Dating Buffet. I'm Sam, and back with me is the one and only Dr. Vegas. Vegas. Hi, Sam. Vegas, how you living? I'm doing good. I missed doing the Dating Buffet with you. Yeah, where the hell you been? It's been, it's been like three weeks. Oh my God, it's been three weeks. I mean, the show's gone on. Uh, I know the show's gone on, and, and, and I have to admit, that your other half, your sister, did a very nice job of filling in. Yeah, she filled in for two episodes. Yes, she did. And I was uh, very proud of her, and she did a nice job. And I thought she did a great job. I do, too. There were times... It might be, it might be a second career. It her. might be a second career. There, there were times that I thought that she may take over for you. I didn't even know if you oh, were that, coming that, back. You know, I was just, just going to say that that would put me out of business. And, and, and I mean, I can't afford to lose this gig, if you know what I mean. I mean, this is like paying the rent. So, I, I, you know, I got I to gotta hang on to this job, so I'm back. Well, what the hell have you been doing? I mean, I know last week... Well, you know Last that, week we were bumped uh, because of taxes... Oh, right. We were bumped last week because of taxes, but taxes are now finally sent off to the accountant, so that's over with. And uh, actually, your mother was picking up the rear at that uh, point because I was in charge of the personal taxes, and she was in charge of her little business side uh, stuff. Okay, okay, and, okay. you know, she takes a little longer to get it together, you know. Well, we might have to do something uh, and get you a, a full recording room because it sounds like your recording room is also your office, and that's where the problem is. Well, I mean, uh, you know, I do have my recording room in my office, and I am broadcasting from beautiful downtown Sarasota, Florida in Arbor Lakes. Okay. Yes, this is true. So when you live where I live and your mother and I live, in the wintertime, all your relatives who live up north, who man it with the uh, uh, winter, as you and I both know, come to visit. Right, that's true. You've had a lot of family that's come we to visit. Had, you've had, you've we had, had a busy schedule. Uh, we had your... The paternal side and maternal side represented in two weeks worth of visits, mm. and we had a blast. Now we we had a lot of fun. 
Now, not only did I hear that you had a lot of fun, I heard that you were introduced to Justin Bieber. Is that right? Yes, yes, yes. The Beebs? Uh, Are you a believer now? The Beebs, the Beebs. I'm not a believer. What's your favorite song? I wanted to kind of kill him after a while. Uh, A lot of people do. I don't know what the songs are called. They all sort of sounded the same to me. You know what? This is a conversation that I... No, no. I have to say that. When the Beatles came out, my parents did not say, what the hell is this? What kind of crap is this? Okay? Uh, My parents understood that this was good music. I mean, they, they found the beat in the Beatles, okay? I think that goes to show why the Beatles are the the top band of all time. Right, iconic. Justin Bieber will never reach that level. No. So, I mean, I don't want to sound like an old curmudgeon who would have sounded the same way back then with the Beatles. Uh, I don't want to sound that way now. Uh... But I have to admit that Justin Bieber is annoying. He's annoying. And the reason why I had to listen to Justin Bieber was because uh, you have a cousin, I have a niece, who is at that Bieber, that Belieber stage, I think you can say. And it was Belieber 24-7 and this radio station that played mostly Belieber, the same song over and over. Did you hear that song, Sorry? Too late to tell me I'm sorry. No, no, that's it. <laughs> How many no, times please. did you hear that song? Too late to tell me I'm sorry. Uh, is that the one where it's just like I think? I think it's just a guitar. It, it's the guitar in the background. Is that the one? I don't even it's, know if there's a guitar. Uh, there. I don't know what why, instruments are actually I, in that song. If they're real I instruments. I just, you know what? I I had to after the. F- first day and a half I had to unplug from the entire situation and put my earbuds in whenever we traveled as a group so what did you listen to I would listen to one of my books on tape you know (laughs) that kind of stuff or I'd listen to you know uh, something on Sirius XM I I can just picture you putting on noise canceling headphones and going from it's too late to say sorry <laughs> that's Steve exactly what Jobs i did Jobs was born on this day <laughs> that's exactly what and i did he would like to fiddle in his garage <laughs> right, a lot right, right right okay i have a story that i have to share and i i thought about this and uh I, you know, while I was on hiatus, uh-huh. so I want to share, I want to share this okay. story. Can okay. I? Okay. It has something to do with the Beatles. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. So I think, what was it? 61, the Beatles come, you know, they, they're getting big in England, right? And they weren't, they were bigger in England before they were big here. And they were just starting to get known here, just starting to get known here. Mm -hmm. I think I was Mm -hmm. like 13. Mm -hmm. I might've been 13. Mm -hmm. And I remember going to the movies. It was an afternoon show on a Sunday afternoon with my buddy at the time from school. And it was mostly packed with 
people my age. I forget what the show was. It was probably Rock Around the Clock or something like that. But uh, anyway, we come out of the theater. Mm-hmm. And right next to the movie store, uh, the movie theater, is a little record store. Like the old time record stores where they used to sell 45s and 78s and, you know, old time community record stores. This is downtown Bayshore, South Shore of Long Island in New York State. Okay. Okay? Yeah. All right. Okay. And in the window of this record store, they had this sort of poster and it was the body of the four beetles. And then each head was attached mm-hmm. with a little armature in the back that moved the heads right and left in synchrony. Mm-hmm. Okay? Right and left, right and left. So the beetles, all their heads went left, and then all their heads went right, then all their heads went left, and then all their heads went right. And I think it was like. Please Please Me, one of the first songs that they had come out in this country. And this record store had them front and center in a probably a uh, uh, oh, two foot by three and a half foot poster. So okay. this was a poster for window. that song, for that single. Yeah, with the heads that moved right to the right and then to the left. Okay. Was there audio with it? No audio. No, okay, just, okay. just a poster. And then the heads are going back okay. and forth okay. and right and okay. left and right and left. Uh-huh. Okay. These three girls and at the time i'm 13 what do i know i mean they were hot to me okay and i I mean you know my hormones are starting to flow and i'm starting to notice women and i mean anything that gets me uh that that i can use to you know to make myself known to women i mean at 13 years old you're trying to find that mojo uh, you know what i'm you're saying you're prime you're right, peaking right you're, right, you're looking it's, for the mojo you're, you're you are, getting right? fnars left and right so these girls come uh, my friend and i are standing there waiting for his big brother to come pick us up yeah. okay I mean, a couple of, you know, a couple of losers that went to the movies, you know, but, you know, standing there like a couple of dorks, 13 years old, you know, wow, look at these girls, you know, and these girls make a beeline right to this front window of this record store. Yeah. And the three of them start swooning over the Beatles. And one goes, hi, Paul, hi, Ringo, hi, George, hi, John, oh, I love you. Yeah, and these girls are swooning over this poster. And I got to tell you, all these years, I'm talking like 50 years ago, no more, almost 52 years ago this happened. It has never left me. I that I can still see it in my head. I can still see myself standing in front of that movie theater after all these years. And when I saw the way those girls reacted to that poster, the first thing that popped into my head was, I have to learn to play an instrument. <laughs> <laughs> well... Well, and, and you did this. So here's the reason why you decided to play the drums, isn't it? I said to myself, I got to learn to play something. 
and I always liked percussion. Yeah. I mean, I happen to be very good with moving my four extremities at different beats. <laughs> so, I mean, I was a natural for it. You know, my ADD, I'm moving four extremities. You know, things are going many different ways at the same time, you know. So, you, I mean, I was like, a uh, um, um, uh, What's his name in, uh, in The Jerk? Uh, Steve Martin. Yeah, Steve Martin and the jerk right in the beginning when he's learning how to snap his fingers and he's got <laughs> and, he's, and, he's, and his feet and his hands are going two different times. Exactly. 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 So, I mean, I was a natural for percussion, so I, I started to play percussions. The first thing I did was go out and buy a pair of drumsticks. Yeah. I told my mother, well, my father, I forget. I want a pair of drumsticks. And I used to just hit a piece of wood. And then, you know, finally, I mean, I would just listen to music on the radio and I would just start playing. And before you know it, I mean, it was just coming kind of natural. And then I took a few lessons and I got to learn basic stuff. And after that, it was like, I don't need any more lessons and I'm doing my thing. So, but I had to share that story because it's never left me. I, I'm sure you saw happened. the love for Justin Bieber and my cousin, and that transported you back to this event. Maybe it did. Maybe. Uh, yes, maybe. It's similar. I'm sure, I'm sure she is. and, and, and is. other girls like her are doing exactly the same things, but with Justin Bieber. Exactly. Exactly. So maybe you're right. Maybe subconsciously that story came back to me. And when I thought about it, I said, oh, I got to share this, uh, you know, this vignette. Did you try to memories. hit on those babes or did they want nothing oh, to do God, with you? Oh, God, no. Oh, I had no confidence at that point. None at all. I mean, God almighty. You know, I'd be like one of those movies we used to watch when you were a kid, you know, where the, the young boy try to go up and, you know, talk to the girl and he'd like shake and didn't know <laughs> what to say. So, What were your yeah. friends' <laughs> names? I feel like. Your friends were my named... Friend, that, my, that friend was named Joe. Joe Joseph. His name okay, was Joe. Okay, I was going to say Chip. Joe. No, a nice Jew, Italian Jewish boy. Chip and... Uh, no, no, no chips. No chips. <laughs> Ch chip no and... No chips. <laughs> no, very ethnic. I'm sorry. To, I hate to break it to you. It's all very ethnic, so... So your friends uh, were, were, were Joe and Tony. Joe, turn, Tony, Jerry... Wait, did you have a Tony? Uh, yeah. College. My roommate. Oh, but I'm talking about the friends that you Anthony. had. Anthony! Yeah, Anthony! Yeah. Anthony! You, you also had a Dougie. Had a Dougie, right? Dougie. That was my, uh, uh, how should I put it? That was, that was part of my dark years. Yeah, the, yeah, oh, the dark years of Vegas? <laughs> the dark years uh, of Vegas. I want to hear more about the dark years of Vegas. <laughs> nah, what, I don't want to go back what, there. What, what, no, what, no. What, what, okay, listen, go lay down on the couch. We're going to have a little session. No, I have to, we'll have I, to work I on will that. be Dr. Sam. <laughs> what, what, what years in your life were the dark years? Oh, God, let me think. Was this before you were 18 or after 18? Uh, the dark years. Let's see. Before 18. 
getting into oh, a lot yeah, of trouble. Oh yeah, before eighteen. Heading to, heading, no. heading down to the lake, skipping rocks. No, it's just that I think that the company I kept was probably a little too dark. I mean, it was you know, it's not nowhere near what my personality really is, and nowhere near what I turned out to be as a, as an adult. I mean, it was pretty. It was pretty. Uh, Hardcore Guido kind of stuff, mm. if you know what I mean. You were engaged in hardcore Guido stuff? Well, not me personally, but the, uh, what's the word? The uh, the company uh, you kept? The, ide- the, the ideology, right, the, what, what the, is, of the company. What does hardcore Guido stuff involve? A lot of xenophobia. That's the mm. same stuff you're hearing now. You know, xenophobia, Bre- you know, and, uh, and some, the blacks some, are the problem. Some breaking some skulls, you know, every time we went to a bar, somebody got into a fight. You know, mm. those my life. That, that was my dark years. That was my, that was junior in high school. Oh, okay. All right. So you were, And I have yeah, to admit, I used teenager. fake, I, I used fake ID. I did. You I used, used a fake, fake ID? ID? Well, I'll tell you the truth. I was shaving very early, like yourself. What? what um, uh, it's how old it's were part you of our ethnic background. Yeah, because I started in seventh grade when I was that told was I had a mustache. Seventh, seven, about seventh grade for me, too. Where'd you get this fake so, ID? Tell me about that. Uh, was it New York? There was a guy, there was a guy that was two years well, okay, ahead hold on, of hold on. me. What, what were the IDs like? Was that just, was it even laminated? It was called a sheriff's card at that time. A sheriff's card. Where did you get it? Uh, DMV? Somebody got it. No, no, no. I mean, where did you get the sheriff's card? I paid money and somebody got it. And, you know, that was it. I mean. And would you go to the DMV for a legitimate one? Well, if you, yeah, for a legitimate one. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so there was a guy two years ahead of me. Uh-huh. He was eighteen. Uh-huh. You could go. You could drink at eighteen in New York. Buy liquor. Go to, go in a bar. Yeah. Eighteen. I think it's changed now. I think it's twenty one. But anyway, it's, it's twenty one it across the United States. Oh, has that been a change recently? <laughs> I mean, I guess I didn't that, notice you know, it. You know what's really funny? Because you you and 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 uh, Mrs. Vegas have always thought like that for for years. You still go back to the idea that it was 18. Yeah, it's been 21 for decades. Okay, which is, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm in agreement with that. I mean, because you know how I feel about alcohol itself. I mean, it's poison. I, yeah. mean, I mean, you know, I guess you want to have a nice glass of wine or a glass of beer. And I'm not one to not have a nice glass of beer. Believe me. Yeah. Okay, back to but, obtaining you know, the it can be poison. And you, you know, that's why the Indians called it fire water. Okay, think about that. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Back to the what? Back to the to fake the, sheriff's uh, card. Oh yeah, the big fake sheriff's card. Now, did you? So who, his who name was his name was Louie. His on. name was Louie. His okay, okay, Louie. Okay, I okay. I remember his last name. I'm not giving it out. His name was Louie. He may come back for you. Okay, Louie. It might come back. Louie yeah. was making these himself. No, no, I have no idea. But I, Louis, I, I think Louie might have gotten his for real. You paid Louie. In to fact, get it. he did. Louis had a real card. Okay. Got it? Yeah, Louis Eight, had he's a real over card. 18. Okay. He's over uh, okay. 18. Okay, okay. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Had a real card. 
and he got a duplicate. And I was able to get the duplicate. And the reason why it worked was because Louie and I were the same height, the same color, the same complexion. So if you looked at a picture of that in the dark, <laughs> in one of these bars, <laughs> where you would walk in and they'd check your ID, Nobody would ever question whether or not the picture was me. Right. They'd look right. and they'd see the height. Yeah. Eyes brown. Uh -huh. Okay. And uh -huh. I mean, basically, he had this guy, this kid and I looked almost like the same person. It's just that there was some facial differences. That's but I mean, amazing. with the same height, same same hair color, and so who realized uh, this? Did you realize this and say to Louis, "Go make me one." I, you know what? I don't recall how this happened, but I think that somebody that mutually we knew might have said, you know, you look like Ross and Ross looks like you and, uh, you know, uh, you know, he really could help us out. I mean, because, you know, he's uh, like a year behind us because, you know, some of my friends were older than I. And uh, somehow I got it. Did you pay Louie? No, I didn't pay him. He gave it to me. No. Well, that's the best way to do it because it's a real ID. Yeah, it was real. I mean, so... And and that still happens today. I mean, a lot of my friends in college, if they had an older sibling that looked somewhat like them, they would take theirs. Yeah, I mean, it's gone on. So look, here I am. Okay, I'm sixty, going to be 65 years old. And this is when I was uh, 17, okay? So what are we talking about? Almost 50 years later, and it's still going on, so it's not going to change. I mean, yeah. it's the same old, yeah. same old horse shit all over again. Well, everyone's going to try and get a, a fake. Um, of course. The... Of course. But those were, that was part of my dark era. Oh, man. I mean, I think I was in the dark era. I was in the dark era for about a year. Ooh, okay, that's not yeah. too bad. No, not too bad. I mean, I quickly came to realize that, nah, this is not me. I oh, experimented man. with it. You know, I experimented in going many directions. At the time, you had greasers. Okay. It, 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 greasers are like, you know, the macho, the, you know, the, you know, hey, how you doing? Okay, how you doing? How you doing? Okay, and the greasers were like slick Brando types, you mm -hmm. know, tough, you know. And you had the preppies, which were the, you know, the, the collegiate, you know, the J crews, you know, uh, you know, the respectable families in town, uh -huh, uh -huh. you know, and, uh, and then, you, you know, you had, uh, you, you had the other guys, the dark side, the, uh, you know. The, the 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 boozers and the carrying honors, you know, the people that really nobody wanted to deal with because they got into trouble. Did you so, get into any trouble with them? I did not. I was very judicious. I was very judicious. It was almost as if, you know, when I look back and I see the transitions that I went through in my life at that time, you know, because I was, don't forget, I was playing in this rock group. So, I mean, I was sort of out there in, in the real world. You were cool. See, 
I was cool. So, uh, you know, I saw a lot of, you know, different aspects of life early on to make me realize in what direction I wanted to proceed. So, Did you wear a gold chain? That was chain? one of them. Oh, boy, yes, I did. There was a time where I wore it, and that was the time. I mean, it was at that time that I was, you know, trying to be... Fernando Lamas. Did did it have and a? I, I wanted I wanted to look better than feel better. How long was it? I, what do you mean? How long? Like did, did it, I? F- did it go to the middle of your chest? Like was it the chain? Yeah. Yeah, it sort of went in the middle of my chest. Yeah, yeah, right about to to my breastbone. Did it have? What, what wasn't a choker? Okay, okay. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Wasn't a choker, no. Did it have anything on it, like a cross? No cross. Uh, just a, little, a gold chain. Uh, just a gold chain. No cross, no Star of David, no uh, uh, Italian wiener. Remember that little <laughs> Italian wiener, that, that horn I, some people used to wear? What? A wiener horn. No. <laughs> what the hell is a wiener horn? You've never seen that before? A wiener horn? It's like, it, it's like a horn. Uh, I don't know the I don't know the history behind it, but I've, it's sort I've of I've never seen an, this wiener type. horn. <laughs> I have to look it up and send it to you, and we can discuss this it, in another it, episode. It sounds like the wiener horn may have been discontinued <laughs> in in sixty seven. <laughs> Was it a religious uh, thing? Now I think it's like uh, evil spirits or something. I mean, between you and me, it looks like a dog's penis. Every time I would see this thing hanging around somebody's neck, I'd say, what the hell is this thing here? I mean, you know, so I don't really know what it's, the meaning is. Maybe if somebody's listening and they know the meaning, they can write in and tell us. But... Yeah, so So anyway, you weren't I, wearing a wiener horn. <laughs> no, just a gold chain. Okay, just a gold chain. What were you doing with your hair? Oh, uh lots of uh product and slicked. Ooh, man. Yeah. Lots of product and slicked. Was it greasy back. and shiny? Uh yeah. Oh yeah. man. Yeah. How much time would not, you spend was, on it? Well, first of all, it was not easy for me to keep it, you know, slick back and straight because I have like wavy hair. Yeah, yeah. So that was not a good look for me. So when I got to college and I sort of, you know, let my freak flag fly, as uh, David Crosby says, you know, uh, you know, and almost cut my hair. You Wait, remember, is, did you ever hear that song? Almost cut my hair. That's a David Crosby Happened song? just the other day. Is that yeah. a solo song? getting kind of long. No, I don't know this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You should listen to it. Anyway. Okay, so, so you're in college. Anyway. You're letting your freak flag fly. Right. So I just let my, my curly, wavy hair go. Okay. And, okay. And, and I had shoulder-length, curly, wavy hair in college. Oh, man. Yeah. I have pictures. Because when I, I was in high school, I spent way too much time on my hair. 
I was yes, insane. I remember, you remember, you remember I remember that. that. The, I remember the, that. I remember that era. The spiky hair. It at first it started out with just the the front of it being spiked, and I would put gel in my hair, in the, all of my hair. I would spike the front with a comb. I would right. then take spray gel to further uh-huh. harden it, and then. I think take a blow dryer to make sure it hardened and the front was just spiked right. Something like that. Something insane. Yeah, you like did. That. You did. No, I remember. I remember that era in your life when you spent a lot of time in front of the mirror primping with the front of your hair. And every, every one of my everybody friends did, the exact did it same though. Thing. All your friends did the exact same thing. And this was when I was wearing puka shell necklaces and surfer necklaces. Exactly, exactly. And you guys, I remember you guys were like really starting to see them babes. Oh man, we we were doing damage with that spiky hair. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You were knocking them dead. (laughs) So listen, I came across a book review while I was on vacation. Oh, okay, okay. And written by uh, a Ron Rega for the magazine Gastronomic okay. Results. Oh. I've never per- I've never personally seen this magazine. Do you think it's an online only magazine? It might be an online only magazine, but Gastronomic Results. That's the name of the magazine. And he I writes what some of the articles. This, are I guess in that he magazine. writes. For the, I I have no idea. But I thought this was interesting because, you know, I personally, I would never have thought that this could, this would have been published, but apparently it has been. Oh, you're talking so about this I, particular book? This particular book. Okay. Okay. So, so I would like to read uh, his review of the book. Okay. Okay. Can I do that? Yeah. Are, are you telling me what the book title is or not yet? No, I'll read. I'll read it just the way he wrote the review. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Go ahead, go ahead. Got it. Okay, I got it. All right. Okay. All right, all right. Anthony Bourdain's new book is called Fifty Shades of Brown. It is a companion book <laughs> to his hit TV show on CNN called Anthony Bourdain's Parts Unknown. Bourdain has taken the best pictures of his bowel movements, (laughs) post-digestion, after he eats in a foreign country, (laughs) or domestic locale. He examines the color, fiber content, smell, texture, and ease of evacuation largely determined by the local foods in the locations he visits. The pictures also come with a scratch and sniff area. I'm telling you, this is gross. A scratch and sniff area for him. As this guy writes, for a more realistic experience. <laughs> experience. God. This is quite the interactive it's, book. Wait, 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 back it's up. It's quite Thank an interactive book. 
It comes with brief descriptions discussing the geographic area the picture was taken <laughs> and the recipe that created a colorful wait. intestinal sculpture. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> now I can see why you wanted to read this. Wait, wait, back up. What is the recipe? What? It comes with brief descriptions discussing the geographic area the picture was taken and the recipe that created the colorful intestinal sculpture. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> God. I can't imagine this guy gets sent to do this assignment. There's no, there's no way this is real. You can duplicate the recipes and get the same fragrant <laughs> Same fragrant and colorful results that Anthony Bourdain gets when he samples the local cuisines. <laughs> There's still more? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's almost finished. It's almost finished. Madagascar is particularly unique and pungent. <laughs> While South Philly definitely could use more fiber. <laughs> okay, this is the last. This book is a must-read for all gastroenterologists and, gastro and gastronomical enthusiasts who are anal retentive. <laughs> I don't think this is real, do you? Well, it's we're we're um we're just a Google search away from finding out, but. Okay, that was written by Ron Rega for the gastronomic results. Oh my god. <laughs> so I guess that kind of tells us what the, the content of that journal is. <laughs> yeah, well, I do, I do hope that that's real. That ah. if, and if it's not, someone should make sure that happens. I, th I think that is a New York Times bestseller right there. He's gonna be raking in the dough, Bourdain boy. That's gonna be unbelievable. Yeah, he's he's really he's really diversified. And, you know, he's got another show that he does on another network called Unknown Parts. <laughs> <laughs> where you know, where he tries to identify his anatomy. <laughs> I think I've heard of this. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to discuss anything about dating today? <laughs> okay, fine. I think we will. I, ha I, have, okay. I have something. All right. Okay. Picture this. 
you're on vacation. You're back in <coughs> the old Chevy Suburban, the old one that we had in the 90s. Right. Okay. Mrs. Vegas is in the passenger seat. My sister and I were in the back fighting. And this babe along the lines of Christy Brinkley drives up in a hot convertible. Just like it okay. with Clark Griswold in Vacation. Right. And I'm Clark Griswold, right? Yeah, you're, you're Clark Griswold. So you've okay. been making eye contact with this babe for miles. Okay. You okay, get to okay. the hotel later. You're taking a right. peek outside of the window and your window happens to overlook the pool and you see that she's in the pool and now mind you it's like 9 10 p.m are you going down to the pool to say hi no i was that for an answer real quick (laughs) (laughs) you know which brings me up to uh thinking that a more serious discussion about that proposed question would be as to what degree does one place on fidelity in a relationship and i you know when if you ask me my opinion yeah which i'm going to give freely anyway Mm -hmm. fidelity means a lot in any committed relationship agreed it means an awful lot. And when that is totally understood in any one-on-one relationship, same-sex, uh, heterosexual couples, any relationship, when that is understood, that allows freedom of movement for each individual to not have to burden themselves with any worries about their mate straying. And that re- that relieves a lot of stress, uh, you know, off of people's shoulders. Because if you have someone who is not uh, being uh, fateful, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That places an enormous uh, uh, stress on a relationship. Look, all you have is trust. All you have is trust. And the minute that exactly. that is broken in some way, exactly. I don't exactly, know that you exactly, ever exactly. fully gain it back, especially when you're talking about uh, uh, infidelity. Infidelity, uh, sexual infidelity is tough to, to get back. I mean, uh, not that I've been in... Uh, multiple marital situations but I've been in multiple situations where I had been seeing someone and uh, it didn't work on either side sure and when 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 it breaks up because of quote unquote cheating it's hard to swallow it's hard to swallow and that's because people can't be honest enough with themselves or their feelings but uh, you know to make a serious subject out of the question you pro I would say no. You know, I speak for from example, and you probably one day, if you want, you can have have your mother confirm my uh, uh, my uh, uh, what I'm saying here right now. And that is, I think, in over the thirty years we've been married, neither one of us has ever given each other a reason to not trust the other one under you know 
certain circumstances like that. Never. Never. I can say never. Personally, never. So, I mean, so that's quite amazing that you can say that. And I mean, I don't doubt that myself, but I think that is quite uh, amazing. Look, and I and as I said, uh, even though we were laughing and joking about the Griswold connection to your question, I think that that's a very important question that needs to be uh, discussed seriously, because in my like I say, in my opinion, it's probably the foundation of every good, long-lasting, uh, committed relationship, fidelity. Well, I you think know, that also comes the with Marines, honesty. And, uh, look, the and, Marines... And exactly. The Marines don't say sempre fidelas for nothing. Sempre, always. Fidelas, faithful. Always faithful. Mm. I mean, so... Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, you know, I mean, it... A lot, a lot of meaning to it. Well, anyway, my boy. Anyway, I want to finish this off. Instead of doing words with Vegas, which we didn't do, I I want to do a variation of words with Vegas. Okay. So let's okay. flip it. Can you give me a word from when you were growing up that I probably have no idea what it means, and you have to explain it to me? Oh boy. Oh boy. The first thing that came to my mind, although this is an easy one, would be groovy. Ah, okay. That's so lame. Austin Powers. But I'm going to tell you, Sam, people went around and said that. Serious. I thought it was lame at the time, too, but people went around. It's groovy, man. It's groovy, man. I mean, I was always kind of making fun of people when they did that, you know. I mean, and were they using groovy in terms of. Saying how they were. It's like, hey, how you doing, man? I'm groovy. I'm, yeah, I'm serious. People would use oh, it. Oh, God. Seriously use it. So, I mean, you know, those were the, that was the era of bell-bottom pants. Did they do any hand signals, like a thumbs up? Tune in, turn out, you know? Wait, what's tune in, turn out? Timothy Leary. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that, he was the LSD god. Yeah. Anything else? You gotta have a good one. You gotta have a good one. Oh God, I'm thinking. Uh, you know what? This is not the kind of question you could lay, you can just lay on me. Yeah, but there to have to be some an, words that you've just been has... itching to use over the years that you're just waiting oh, to, for man. them to come back. Oh man. Fine, I'm gonna teach you one, and and for next time you think of all this, right, I'm right, gonna teach you right, one. All right, all right, okay. All right, all right, all right. And all this right. this is one I actually hope that you'll use. Here we go. AF. AF. Now it's not a word; they're initials. AF. Autofocus. No, but a good educated guess. AF. 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 I'll use it in a sentence. I just smoked a big joint and I'm high AF. As fuck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Did I get it right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. AF. So, so now whenever okay, you text so. me, you have to use it in a sentence when you text. Oh, oh. So this is a word you're telling me that people use now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. So, so if I want to use that, I can show that I'm 
hip. I'm hip with the lingo. Yeah, so when you go on Twitter, you should use AF from time to time. Okay. So I think before we end the episode, um, right. we should play this um, I, this MP3 that we were sent um, to the dating buffet. Uh, it's like okay. some some tape of, I guess, uh, Rupert Murdoch and Jerry Hall shortly, what, after their marriage? I mean, could you believe that when you listen to that? No, I, mean, I, have, what, no, I, mean, I have no idea who I, I, did this. I have I, no idea I, if it's real or not. Um, but I mean, it just happened to, we just happened to get it at the Dating Buffet's P.O. Box. So Right, the, the, the virtual P.O. Box. The um, virtual P.O. Box. Uh, exactly. Yeah, it, it is very interesting. I have no idea about the authenticity of it, but whoever obtained it, or uh, recorded it, felt that it would be appropriate for the dating buffet. So I think we might as well, um, I don't know, you just want to play it? Yeah, why don't you just roll it? I mean, it, this was this was longer than what you're going to hear because we had to cut out a lot, a lot of stuff in the middle because it's just, you know too long so yeah. we just left in the we just left in the good parts yeah there, there were and, a lot of weird sounds that that we had to cut out and, and we got the more of the, the i guess the core of the story okay right, i'm gonna play it let's go go ahead <coughs> oh jerry jerry you're so fine oh you treat me so Good, Jerry. Make sure you use a lot of lotion, darling. Yes, dearest. My, oh, my, rupee. Is it always this soft? Don't worry about that now. Just continue to do what you do best. Use the technique that you've perfected that Daddy really likes. Oh, yeah, that's it. Oh, that's good. Ah, yes, that's it. That's it, that's it. Slower, slower, slower. Harder, harder, faster. More rubbing, more rubbing. More lotion, more rubbing. Rupee, darling, it's been a half hour. How much longer? I'm getting tired. Not much longer now, dear. We're nearly there. Oh, 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 I'm king of the world. Eat your heart out, O'Reilly. Ailes, you ain't got nothing on me. Oh, Jerry, 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 now I know the true benefits of a younger woman. You are so Good to me, darling, Jerry. Okay. Okay. Take a five-minute break now, darling. And then massage the right foot. And don't forget to do my bunion this time. Okay, and that was the uh, Rupert Murdoch, Jerry Hall uh, tape uh, or recording, whatever you want to call it. And I think that is a great way to end this episode, the return I'm, of uh, Vegas episode. Uh, I'm speechless. I'm just speechless. I'm speechless. I'm, I'm, I'm just speechless. 
Well, I hope that uh, we don't go several weeks without you. And we no, can, we won't. We can get you back next week. Yes, I'm back. I'm here. I'm coming back. So it was good reuniting with you. I'm glad to have you back. I missed you, Vegas. I will admit miss that I you missed too, you. Miss you too, son. I miss you too. Uh, this was a lovely, lovely, lovely episode. Yeah. It was pretty, yeah. pretty, pretty funny. I'll tell you that. So you've been listening to The Dating Buffet. You can listen to us on iTunes and you can listen to us on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash thedatingbuffet. You can email us at thedatingbuffet at gmail.com. You can email us questions, uh, comments, or you can email us random recordings uh, that you find um and oh music is by the Knox, and i think that's it i think we're ready to come back next week everybody be well yeah. see you next week yeah and here's to staying positive and testing negative oh